I came from a different company that didn't really have anything like this. But what we did was we created a role and put a bunch of processes into place to pull this one person's job is essentially to pull in all of our leads and all of our potential leads from different places. This is Sales Ops Demystified, the number one most downloaded podcast in sales operations. We invite the brightest minds in sales ops onto the show to deconstruct the what, why, and how behind rep productivity, forecasting, metrics, and all things revenue. This podcast is brought to you by EBSA, a revenue intelligence platform used to identify risk in the pipeline and score customer engagement, and is sponsored by the Global Sales Operations Association and the UK Revenue Operations Network. Hello and welcome to another very special episode of the Sales Ops Demystified podcast. Today we're joined by Cameron Bumstead, who is currently Senior Sales Operations Analyst at Big Time Software. Cameron, welcome to the show. Thank you. So I'm sensing around six years experience in the sales ops game. Mm-hmm. Before this, uh, a variety of roles, one of which was sales. But my first question to you, Cameron, is why did you make the transition into sales ops? Uh, so I actually was kind of one of the rare ones that, that seeked out a sales apps opportunity. Um, I was always really interested in sales and the sales process and um, sales analytics. Um, but I think once I got into sales, I realized I was more into like the theory of it than actually you know, performing sales and cold calling and getting on the phone with customers. Um, so I was the, I kind of uh, started looking for just an operations role. Um, and then G2 just kind of happened to come across my LinkedIn one day and I applied and I hit it off with the, the bosses there and um, they took a chance on me and I ended up in sales ops. Awesome. And so it was a few years at G2, uh, but now we're at big time software. Sales, senior sales operations analyst. Could you just give us a bit of context on the number of reps and then also a number of people in the sales ops function? Yeah, sure. So um, we have about 20 reps, uh, about 10 BDRs right now, um, a few account managers, which are quota carrying account managers, uh, maybe about 10 people on the CS side. Um, and we just hired a finance and operations analyst. But other than that, it's still just me doing all um, the typical sales ops function. Got it. And what has been in the, uh, let's say in 2021, what have been the big focuses for the sales ops team? So after 2020, we, so I first came out in the bright in the beginning of 2020, uh, right before we transitioned to being remote. Um, a lot of our focus then was on the just nailing out our sales process and making sure it's repeatable and we're collecting all the right data and whatnot. Uh, this year, we've been more shifting to uh, focusing, I, I've been shifting more to focusing on um, our business development and our CS functions. 
Um, so now that we've got our sales process call kind of all ironed out, we're we're really looking at like, um, okay, so how do we make our BDR process repeatable? Because we we just started our our business development program last year. Um, we hired our first two BDRs, and like I said, now we're up to about ten. Um, so just making sure that process is all ironed out, as well as like our full CS process. Um, so yeah, we kind of started with the meat, and now we're we're building off both ends of the, the sales process here. Makes sense. So you, so you started with the big chunk, the sales process in the middle, mm-hmm. and then you're going kind of either side, the pre that yep. and then the post that. So yep. actually, maybe this is just terminology, but the work you're doing in the CS could be labeled revenue operations. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, Yeah, I think I... I mean, I'm really the only rev ops slash sales ops person we have. So yeah, I, I, I do pretty much everything. I could probably be, be better labeled as rev ops for sure. Cool. And just for the perspective of the audience, what is the current tech stack that you're running at? Yeah, so we, uh, we're a Salesforce shop. Um, we use Groove for our sales, um, a sales automation platform. Uh, we just switched over from Pardot to HubSpot, um, which is interesting. I've never used HubSpot, so that's a, that's a fun learning experience. We use Zoom Info for data. Uh, we use Chili Piper for for meeting, setting up meetings, um, which is really interesting. I'm not sure if anybody's ever gotten into Chili Piper, but here. Um, and I feel like I'm leaving one out, but um, yeah, those are the main ones that we use. Okay, that makes total sense. Yeah, we actually had Scott from Chili Piper on the show around a year ago, and it kind of okay. makes sense that this product exists, like just the, basically linking between... Um, inbound and then your reps it, like it, it has had a, a mm-hmm. significant impact on the conversion you've had from inbound to sales calls yeah definitely um it, we've seen a pretty significant increase in our demo request to meeting held um conversions um it i mean i think it's just pretty obvious that if somebody's willing to go ahead and schedule a meeting it's it's a lot easier to do that than having your BDR team reach out to them and get another person, you know, try to get them on the phone. Um, it's also just, I mean, it just takes a whole step out of our out of our sales process. So our BDR team is is more focused on um, outbound than they are like having to reach out and schedule all these inbound meetings. Next, I'd like to focus in on the forecasting process. Uh, who owns that and? If you have a role, what is your role in that process? Yeah, so our forecasting right now is still pretty basic. Um, we don't have... Well, we do use Insight Squared a little bit. Um, some of our managers use it pretty sparingly. Um, I think they use it more for like pipeline management than forecasting. Um, the, the very basic forecasting that we do is we just have a red, yellow, green on the opportunity. And if they think it's going to close that month, we hit it with the green. If they think there's a best case scenario, we hit it with yellow. If it's not going to close, it's red. Um, it's just a constant evaluation using that field. Um, we are in the beginning stages of starting to use uh, Tableau um, just for a little more in-depth BI. But that is something that we're still working on getting implemented. Awesome. Makes sense. And then for the rest of, I know you have, you're, you're now widening your approach to both CS and the BD team. What else is the sales ops team looking at in 2021? 
I really think those are probably the two biggest things. And like I said, expanding a BI, uh, like a we we do have Tableau implemented right now, but expanding the use of that is going to really take some pressure off the the sales ops team too. Um, right now, it's a lot of we use a lot of like Salesforce reporting, um, Salesforce dashboards. So as we all kind of know, I think those are pretty limited. Um, but we are looking to like automate a lot of the stuff we currently do with the BI tool as well. Got it. Make, makes total sense. And so then, ideally, at the, at the end of the year, you're going to have like a strong, repeatable process for BD sales and also the CS process. Are, are you then going to expand your the remit of your role to also look at marketing ops? Um, so we have uh, right now a lot of our marketing ops is kind of all shared by a few people on the marketing team. Um, I, I don't know if they're looking to designate somebody specifically for that, but yeah, it would be great to bring somebody on that's, that's really dedicated to that. Um, it's really just, just shared between the whole team. Um, so yeah, I, I'm sure once we, we, we've already been in discussions about expanding the sales ops team as well, which I'm, I'm sure bring up kind of just, looking into like a revenue ops team overall and getting everybody on the same page there. Awesome. Makes sense. If you do have job descriptions for sales ops, rev ops, wealth, let us know and we can put them in the show notes below this video. And so hopefully sure. send some, some candidates over. That makes total sense. Can I ask for a, a time where you have uh, seen either a group of reps or a single rep and you've done something either to a process or to, to them to enable them to be more productive? Um, do you have an example you can share? Yeah. Um, I think one of our biggest things that we've done at big time was creating a role for a sales coordinator position. Um, I came from a different company that didn't really have anything like this, but what we did was we created a role and put a bunch of processes into place to pull this one person's job is essentially to pull in all of our leads and all of our um, potential leads from different places like intent data, like Zoom info intent data, G2 intent data, um, and aggregate them and push them out to the BDRs. Um, and then what we did is we set up a, just a bunch of round robins with this, with this position where they can just feed all these leads into Salesforce. And then they just go out to the BDRs. So the BDRs aren't doing any of their own real prospecting um, into new companies. Uh, they're just able to open up their Salesforce and know, hey, I got 100 leads today. Let's all drop them into this flow and then just get going. So um, the fact that we have this at big time now, it makes me kind of hit my head against the wall that we didn't do it anywhere else because... Um, Prospecting just took up so much of the BDR's time, but with this new position, she's able to support a team of ten BDRs, and you know they don't have to; they can just get on the phones and, and dial. So, so to, for this sales coordinator role, I'd like to dig into a bit more. Would this, sure. like, does this exist? But just someone in the sales ops team, typically, like, or like, are they doing something else that sales ops wouldn't do? Yeah, so she sits on the... I actually sit on the finance and ops team. Um, she sits on the sales team. And she kind of works just closely with the BDRs. Um, yeah, I I think it's... 
different in the fact that I guess I'm I'm kind of the one doing the strategy of, you know, like making sure our ICP is right and making sure that we're going after the right people. And then she's kind of the one executing on it. Um, and then also working closely with the business development team. Like if things aren't working, I'm able to get feedback from her and we're able to adjust the strategy and, um, and whatnot. So it makes sense because it's almost like she's doing the prospecting. You're like collating all the prospecting in one person. And so that allows the BDRs to just do the outreach. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been very, very helpful. Um, like I said, I came from a, a, a different company where we didn't have this and it was the industries that we were going after. My last company were so vast that it was really hard for them, for the BDRs to focus in on who they should be going after because it was such a huge net. Um, now we're just having this one person focus solely on that. And since you know she does it every day, she's getting really good at finding the right prospects and dumping them into Salesforce. Um, and then their the, B, the business development team is just able to go right after them right when they get in the morning. And it's also, I assume, reducing the ramp time of new BDRs because they don't have to learn how to do this. Yep, exactly. There's just many pros to this role. I think this is really powerful. I'd never heard of the sales coordinator before. Um, yeah, this is like yeah, a big I, thing. Yeah, I uh, I had I had heard it. So I came in when I came into big time. They had already had this idea to bring somebody in kind of right after I started for this role. Um, and then I'd, I'd randomly heard it like a few weeks later on some talk that I was listening to. And I was like, well, yeah, this sounds great. Let's get this up and running. So, Awesome. And so I think the, it is, it's better if this person literally sits with the reps, right? Mm, yep. Yeah, she sits, she sits on the sales team. She sits with the business development team. And is within sales in terms of the uh, org structure. Yeah, that totally yep. makes sense. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Final question from me, really important one. What is the uh, one person in the world of sales ops who you would love to take for lunch? Yeah, um, I knew this one was coming. So I, so most of the, like the the sales leaders that I follow or that I, you know, follow after I see them talk at a seminar or whatever it is, are, are usually like sales VPs of sales or CROs. Um, so I think the sales ops role, I would love to see like, obviously there, there's some out there, but I would love to see more like top leaders emerge and get some of those like top speaking spots. There's a really, really great organization here in Chicago called Sales Assembly. And what they do is they provide like external sell, external sales trainings, um, they provide a bunch of like certifications. Like I, I got a revenue ops, rev ops certification through them. Um, and they just hired my old boss as the VP of revenue ops. Um, so I'm going to take the cop out answer and say my old boss, Brad Rosen, uh, he's the VP of revenue ops at sales assembly. Um, they're actually, they started out in Chicago, but now they're all over the States at least, I believe. Um, it may be global, but I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, if, if anybody hasn't heard of them, I would definitely look into their organization. They do some really, really great stuff. We send uh, reps to get certified through them. Um, they do like manager trainings. They do a bunch of really cool stuff. 
Shout out to Sales Assembly. I've never actually heard yeah. of these guys, but we should probably try and get someone onto the show. And yeah. which role were you working with, Brad? Was that a G2 or is that yeah. uh, one of G2. the other, G2? He was one of the, if not the first person hired in a G2. And then he was the one that hired me in as a sales ops. So Amazing. And he is a, a RevOps genius. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Shout out to Brad as well. Amazing. Cameron, I think that the core thing that I took from this, and I hope the audience also takes from this, is the is to explore at least the sales coordinator role because it seems like the benefits are just uh, massive almost specifically for the BDR team. I'm, I'm probably going to call this episode the power of the sales coordinator. So yeah, Cameron, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your wisdom with the audience. Yeah, thank you. So go on. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sales Ops Demystified Podcast. If you are listening on a podcast listening application, then please subscribe, rate, and review. And if you have any questions about the show, if you know a guest, or if you have any questions about sales operations, just hit me up at tomhunt at ebster.com. That's tomhunt at ebster.com.